Today, I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit on our personal life, on a journey that I had last week with Spencer, my four-year-old, when he swallowed a marble. If you want to hear more about this and how it made me feel and how we actually got through it, please grab yourself a cup of tea, pour a glass of wine, and let's jump on in. Pull up a seat at our table and join in on today's conversation. You are listening to This Mama Means Business. I'm your host, Kylie Kelly, and I started this podcast when I was feeling isolated and alone, pregnant during a pandemic, and no matter where I looked, I couldn't find a community that understood how hard it is to be a kick-ass mama and a kick-ass entrepreneur at the same time. And so this podcast was born. I now have two young boys, Spencer and Samuel, and continue to run my business and a few side hustles on the daily. I am on a mission to empower you to do life on your own terms, whichever stage of motherhood or business you might currently be in. You can build the business of your dreams whilst raising your children. You don't have to choose one over the other. I believe you are made for this. And with me by your side, with our community cheering you on, you've totally got this. Hit subscribe and expect two episodes every single week, a mini episode with me on a Tuesday and a guest interview on Friday. And please don't be surprised when you hear me drop a few F-bombs. Let this be your friendly reminder to listen with your earbuds in. I can't wait to help you be the boss mama you envisage. Now let's get on to the show. Okay, so let's just preface this first with saying that this is my worst nightmare. Like so many mothers out there, I know that choking and anything related to their airways is like a high anxiety point, right? So it's probably no surprise that this rates are right up there with the things that I fear the most. However, it was amplified by a story that I remember seeing years ago. So before Spencer was even born, I remember seeing through Instagram a family that I follow going through the most horrific experience where their child actually choked on a bouncy ball. I believe the child was like around Spencer's age, not little, little. I think he was more like four or five years old. Um, And it hit home. It really hit home, especially because I grew up with bouncy balls. Like it wasn't like they are something that we think of as choking hazards. Well, I never used to anyway. And so I watched this family go through the most horrible experience from afar, but it resonated so deeply with me. And even though I wasn't a mother at the time, I knew that when that changed, when I had children, this was something that I was going to have to really keep top of mind. It shook me to my core. It actually prompted me to go into a first aid course. So I'm sure I'm not the only one that actually took action after hearing that family's horrible story. But fast forward, Spencer is now four. So we have a four-year-old and Sam's one. So at home, I've always been really careful not to have anything small, right? It's like kind of a no-brainer for being a parent. So we don't have any marbles. We don't have any small balls, even things like Kinder Surprise toys that Spencer might have and open. And I've got them in their own container at the top of the cupboard, just in case, right? Just in case one's lying around and Sam picks it up. And I just feel like that is a terrible thing waiting to happen. So I've definitely done all that I could in terms of what's around our house and what could be a choking hazard. Also, we talk about it, especially since Sam has arrived. We talk about the fact that only food goes in our mouth. You don't put anything in your mouth because it'll hurt your throat. It could stop you breathing. It could really hurt you. And we are really open and transparent and we discuss it with Spencer, obviously not in graphic detail, but he definitely knows not to put things in your mouth that you could choke on. So 
I'm sitting at my desk. Tuesday last week, I'm sitting at my desk trying to get work done. As you guys all know, I have the pregnancy summit coming up. So I'm I'm deep into the tech trying to get everything done. I've got now 30 speakers that are relying on me for things to be done on time. Registration is going to open soon. I also do a lot of copywriting for other photographers. Um, I was a photographer in my former life for any of you that don't know. So I do a little bit of copywriting and social media management and things like that to pay the bills. So I was deep into my work day when I got a call um, just after lunch that Spencer had swallowed a ball. Can I tell you, that was the most horrific phone call to receive. Obviously, they followed it up really quickly that he's okay, but straight away, you know where your mind goes. Your mind goes to the worst possible situation, the worst possible outcome. And immediately, my body went into fight or flight mode. My heart started racing. I started feeling panicked. Of course, I was extremely worried. Daycare then explained to me that it was a small marble that he swallowed, that he was sitting on the mat during story time. He had it in his pocket. No one saw it happen, but he started crying. They went over to see what was wrong and he said his throat hurt and that he swallowed a ball. They were obviously extremely worried. He goes to a really good daycare. I know that sounds negligent and that sounds right now that this happened. It sounds horrible, but it's a brilliant daycare. The women there that work there are lovely. They're very attentive. They're on top of everything. I have no problems or worries or concerns with the daycare center that he attends. But Nick was home at the time working in our home office. So we both left straight away. We had to work out a few logistics because our car was getting serviced. So we only had the one vehicle. So we jumped in the car, raced over to daycare, picked up Spencer, took him to the hospital. To cut a long story short, he's fine. Luckily, it passed through his windpipe, through his diaphragm, was sitting in his bowel. We got an x-ray. They weren't worried. It wasn't hurting. It didn't do any damage. Um, And then luckily, the following day, we had to go to the doctor for Sam for an immunization that he needed to have. And the doctor had gotten the x-rays through from the hospital and he said, yeah, look, I've seen way worse. I've seen jagged things. I've seen things that you think would cause issues that don't. He's going to pass this and you won't even know you don't need to check it'll be completely fine so that reassurance from our family doctor was incredible and the staff at the hospital were incredible and it all was the happiest ending right that you could actually ever want from something like this but instantly it made me feel so out of control it was this huge realization that as a parent here we are living our life with our heart on the outside with our children just exposed and vulnerable and We can't wrap them in cotton wool. We can't protect them from everything and things are going to happen. And it's terrifying. It is terrifying. If you're pregnant or planning to be and have no idea how that might look as a self-employed business owner, I've got you. I want to introduce you to the Pregnant CEO Virtual Summit. That's right. This episode is sponsored by me. Not sure if that's a thing, but in case this will help you, I have to let you know. I've been where you are pregnant and self-employed, uncertain, unsure, and quietly freaking the fuck out. Happy, but freaking out nonetheless. So this year, I've created something pretty damn special. A free virtual summit hosting the most incredible speakers, sharing knowledge and insight that will help you plan for this. Every single topic will empower you to plan and fund your own parental leave so that you can not only take time off to be with your new baby, but you'll be able to return to a business that is profitable and thriving when you're ready. My wish for you is to feel confident in your future as a mama and as a business owner. 
Don't miss out on the Pregnant CEO Summit from the 2nd to the 5th of May. For more info and to register for your free ticket, head to www.thepregnantceo.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. You know how we call some parents helicopter parents because you'll see them at the playground or hovering and they just don't seem to let their kid actually take a risk or experiment or, you know, jump off that slide because they think they can make it and it's risky and, and running to them as soon as they start to cry or I always saw them and saw the way they acted. And I have friends that are like this and I always had a bit of a giggle and never really understood what drove them to be like that. But holy shit, I get it. I get it now because that was one of the most scary experiences. And I also realized looking around the emergency waiting room, I noticed there was probably half a dozen kids. It was like Tuesday afternoon, half a dozen kids that were in there. Five out of six of them were boys. You guys, five out of six of them were boys and I have two boys. So while I hope I don't have any trips to the emergency room, I kind of think that it may be in my future, especially knowing how Spencer and probably Sam like to run and jump and do all the boy things. They're very active little boys. So fingers crossed I don't, but this whole experience was a real wake up call. So I wanted to leave you with this. What can you get out of this? How can we as parents be okay with this level of anxiety in our life? Be okay with this realization that we can't protect them from everything. How can we be okay with that? I've come up with these thoughts. First thought, having a plan kind of helps a panic. So hence I said before that I got first aid training way back when. I actually realized I probably need to enroll and do a bit of a refresher course. One, that's a plan. So I'm going to definitely get on that. So I would encourage you if you're a parent and you haven't done any first aid training, book in. If it's been a while, go and update it. So at least you know that if something were to happen, you will have a better idea on what to do. And that's got to help a positive outcome, right? So have a plan. Number two, I also think that there is a lot to be said for sitting in this discomfort, right? So Obviously, we can't control everything. We know that our kids are their own little people and things are going to happen. Things are going to happen when they're not even in your care or control. I think we have to sit in that discomfort and do all we can to prevent it, but know that it's kind of part of the gig, right? It's kind of part of being a parent and all we can do is guide our kids through this experience that we call life and try and instill the right principles, the right ideas, the right rules, the right common sense. Try to instill all of that into these little people. But at the end of the day, we can only do what we can do. So there you go. That is what my last week looked like. It was horrifying. It was terrible. It made me feel anxious and panicked and horrible. And I know even a week later, I'm operating at a high level of anxiety than I normally would. And I'm an anxious person anyway, but I hope that helps. I hope that helps anybody that might be struggling, be struggling with this idea of not being able to control everything around our children and wanting to wrap them in cotton wool. And I just wanted to tell you, I get it. I hear you. I feel the same way. Instead, let's take that energy and let's develop a plan. Let's enroll in some first aid training. Let's make sure that we're as equipped as we can be. So if anything does happen, we have the knowledge and we have the instincts and we know how to respond. And then let's be okay sitting in the discomfort that that is all we can do. As parents, that is everything we've got. That's all of our skills. That's all our cards on the table. That's it. And let's be okay with that because we're doing the best we can. And I know mama, you're doing the best that you can as well. 
And just a little side note, no, we have not changed daycare centers. We have not unenrolled him. I have had people on social ask me how I dealt with the daycare center itself. They did nothing wrong. They were doing everything that they needed to do in their duty of care. I have resisted the urge to ask them to remove the marbles because I think it is a massive learning experience for the kids. He is in the older room. He is four. So he's in the eldest room there is. They don't have marbles in the younger rooms. I do know that for a fact. So right now I'm choosing to trust that Spencer won't do that again. I'm choosing to trust the fact that I know the educators want the best for him. This was scary for them as well. So that's how I'm choosing to deal with that. But again, it's taking all the self-control that I have not to ask them to remove every fucking bubble from that room. So for anyone wondering, that's how that has played out. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I hope this is worth your time today. I know how busy you are, but if it spoke to you, if it inspired, encouraged or comforted you, I'd love to know. Drop me a DM on Instagram. You can find me over at Kylie Kelly. I'd love to hear from you. And I promise that's little old me in my inbox and I reply to every single message I get. Don't forget to head over to the website to grab any show notes or links that were mentioned. You can find that at www.thismamameansbusiness.com. And lastly, don't forget about the free pregnant CEO summit I'm hosting in May, if that's something that might benefit you. For more info and to register your attendance, visit www.thepregnantceo.com. My personal goal is to change 2,000 women's lives through the summit. If you're pregnant or planning to be, I'd love to include you in that tally. Until next time, friends, from my mama heart to yours, I love you loads. And remember, we've got this shit. Bye for now.